Hi, I'm Yasmina. I'm the owner, editor, and influencer behind Style and Travel Blog, Dress Well, Travel Often, and I'm also a full-time MBA student at the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. Welcome to the Careerfluencer Podcast, the place to feel inspired, get advice, and everything you need to kickstart your career growth. Question is, are you ready? Hi, you're listening to episode three. Thanks for joining us. This is Cynthia Heisch. I'm the CEO and founder of Careerfluencer and your host. We've got Yasmina, who is the total definition of career goals. As if her resume wasn't already perfect as is, this summer she interned in New York as a global corporate strategy manager at Calvin Klein. And today she shares a ton of insider tips about what it takes to get to the top and reach your highest potential as a young professional. So without further ado, here we go. So, Yasmina, thank you so much for joining us on the Career Fluencer podcast. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> yes, y'all, I have known Yasmina for years, okay? And, um, you know, back in Texas, and then she was in New York, and then Chicago, and just all over the place, like, kicking butt. And anyone that, I think, if you were to look at what you've done, Yasmina, and you've just really accomplished so much um, and you've always seemed to kind of know what you had in mind with your career plan. So what, I mean, starting right there, what advice would you give to someone who's like, how do I even figure out what all I want to do in my career? I think having a vision for your end goal is really important. So I found it really helpful to think what I wanted at the end of my career and work way backwards. Um, so, you know, even when I was in college, I knew I wanted to be a CMO one day and that's still my aspiration. You can always change your mind, you know, as you go along and as you grow and as you meet new people or start a family, your career aspirations might change, but I always wanted to be a CMO. And so I felt like knowing that and working my way backwards, I was able to make really intentional choices about the career decisions that I was making. So, and then, okay, so you wanted to be a CMO and like, did you know that or was that just like something you had in mind or was that always consistent? I'm just curious on that part. Yeah, it was always consistent. Um, I majored in marketing at the University of Texas and then I knew I wanted to work in marketing afterwards and then get an MBA. The MBA was always on my radar even when I was an undergrad because I thought I was going to go into brand management and then work my way up into a VP role and then get to the CMO and that was my plan at the time. And then I started working at Oracle. Um, I did end up getting into a field marketing role and it was time to start thinking about applying to grad school. Always wanted to go to Kellogg ever since I was an undergrad, actually, um, because it's the number one school in the whole world for marketing, and that's just what I wanted to do. Um, And then I was at Oracle, and I decided I needed to be more marketable 
to an MBA program and I was thinking about ways to do that and I always had this passion for retail and for fashion and so I launched my own brand dress while travel often which kind of took off and I was able to develop my entrepreneurial skills and learn a lot about brand collaborations digital marketing strategy and I was able to tell those stories in interviews and in my grad school essays so that gets you so I'm just gonna pause you real quick because like right there I mean that was there's so much I could pull out of that but right there how you said you wanted to be able to brand yourself or be more marketable for applying to different grad schools especially competitive ones and you decided to create your own brand like that I mean not everybody does that so like how did you think of that you know that it obviously like really worked and was like I mean but seeing that far along I'm just trying to like you know go through the steps of like how do we do this how can I if I'm like super confused how do I figure that out you know you have to yeah you have to bridge the gaps so like I I really cared about fashion. I always, you remember me from high school, I was wearing heels to school, like since I was, you know, 15, you know, and Mm -hmm. I didn't care what anyone said about it. People like thought it was silly or crazy, but like that made me confident and Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted. And I wanted to share that with the world. And as I got older, you know, you kept getting questions like, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that from my friends and my family? And I thought if I had this one platform to field all these questions I could be really good at this at the same time my sister was working at a boutique and her boutique was working with influencers and we were talking about it she was like you could really do this originally we were thinking about doing it together she was in college at the time and didn't have you know had some time constraints um but I researched it a lot I researched you know, social media monetization, I researched influencer marketing, and how to actually build and design a website. I don't know how to do that stuff. But really asking the right questions and researching it, I thought, I think I can do this. And I think I can be good at it. But it's the commitment piece. That's the most important because people don't realize how much effort and work goes on behind the scenes to launching a business that's actually profitable. Um, people are not always willing to put forth that effort. So you really have to dig deep and decide if that's something that you want to pursue. Yes, I love that. And I definitely agree. I think that, you know, looking on the outside, sometimes it's really easy to judge people, right? Like everyone's so quick to judge. And that's actually like one of my biggest pet peeves because you don't know what it takes. And if you have so much to say, then you go do it, right? But I love how you just, like, had that confidence. And especially, you know, even now with me, I can even relate to that. It's like building your own brand, starting to put yourself out there, doing things you're not normally doing. That's – it's not, like, natural. And there's times where – I mean, maybe it's natural for some people, but, you know, there's a lot of, like, kind of self-doubt. So how did you just, like, push on past that? you have to have a thick skin and you learn that really quickly. And like I started my career in business development. So that started, you know, the thick skin piece, but, 
Um, you really have to have confidence in what you're doing. So I'm a blogger. It's so easy to pick on bloggers and people pick on me for that all the time when I'm doing my photo shoots in the street or, you know, I was just on vacation with a bunch of friends and people were laughing at, oh, Yasmin is getting her content again. But like what people don't know is that outfit was sent to me. I'm in a contractual obligation to post that at a certain, within a certain time frame, And I'm hustling to do that because that brand knows I'm going to get X amount of clicks and X amount of conversion and that's going to drive their business. And all you see is an influencer taking a pretty photo or an extra photo or whatever it is that you choose to see, but you don't see all the emails that went on back and forth behind the scenes during the negotiation phase and the contracts that were signed. You have no idea everything that goes on behind the scenes between one outfit you know so having a thick skin and be able being able to block out all the noise the external noise of what other people are thinking about or other people are saying they don't know what you're doing but you know and you just have to have that vision and that confidence um you know within yourself and i, I yeah yes definitely <laughs> i totally agree and i think that you know that's one thing that when you're you know, I know you've had experiences where you're working in a big office environment too, and it's very, you know, sometimes people can be super stuck in their ways or like they, you know, don't even want to wear too bright of a color or, you know, you just kind of like change the way that you act. And part of it is just simply that's what's being a professional. That's what is expected. Okay. But some of it, I think like, I think we're a little too harsh sometimes. So when it comes to like what you wear, you know, in a professional sense, like I think you would be the most qualified of anyone to be able to give, you know, input on that. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the culture of the company that you're working at, right? So like I was at I was at Oracle at the beginning of my career and that is traditionally a, you know, kind of conservative old school tech company. But I was in Austin I was working in Austin at the time and the office was very young. Everyone was fresh out of college and it was a lot more casual um, than what you would traditionally expect. So we could wear, they didn't like us to wear denim during the day, but as a woman you could wear colored denim or, um, you know, it was very business casual. Um, Then as I got into Calvin Klein this summer, you know, I interned at Calvin Klein and Global Strategy and that was in New York. And so that's a whole different ball game because you can play with fashion trends. A lot of people were wearing denim because Calvin is ultimately an underwear and denim brand. Um, but when you're having meetings with the CEO, you know, I was reporting directly to her, I'm definitely not going to wear a denim, you know, you're, you have to dress the part that you want to play um, because then people will focus on what you're cu- what you're saying and what's coming out of your mouth and not on what you're wearing. I think, yes, that's like a huge thing that people don't take seriously enough, that people are going to take you more seriously and, you know, really listen to what you're saying instead of just thinking, oh, what is this nonsense that they're about to talk about? And it starts with that first impression. It starts with what you're wearing. And so you don't have to get crazy with it, I don't think, but there's just a lot more to it, right, that people kind of take for granted, I think. Yeah, um, and my, my followers and my readers ask me all the time what's appropriate to wear in the workplace, and like, 
It's hard for me to tell you what's appropriate in your workplace because I'm only familiar with mine, but I just know what makes me confident is a little black dress. And I have so many iterations of a little black dress. I actually have a lot of Calvin Klein black dresses because those are great for work. Um, but that's what makes me confident. If you prefer to wear a pencil skirt, you know, make sure you're not showing too much leg. But like, if you prefer to wear a pencil skirt or, um, you know, slacks and a blouse, that's on you. That's great. Um, so just make sure that you're dressing for the part that you want and dressing in a way that people are not going to focus on what you're wearing and just focus on the content that's coming out of your mouth because that's the value that you're providing to your company. So, okay, so I'm thinking about, you're talking about, you know, you just are clearly just so pinpointed on your path and there are a lot of people that aren't. So what has kept you like hyper motivated like this? I mean, you can hear it in the way you talk, Yasmina, right? And that's like so admirable. So I'm thinking if someone's looking or listening to this and they're like, I have a long way to go. What keeps you motivated? How can that maybe inspire people? Um, I think first of all, I just wanna say it's okay to be confused. And I think actually that's, I see this with some of my classmates, like. Sometimes that's the reason why people go back to school is because they are confused and that's okay. Um, You will change your mind many times in the course of your career and that's why careers are so beautiful to look at and that's why some C-level executives are so fascinating because they've taken so many different paths or they've had very serious dips where they weren't doing as well and then, you know, rose to success. So, First of all, you should know that if you're confused and you don't have a vision, that's okay. But if you do have a vision, um, you need to stick to that and you need to really own it. Um, You know, you can make a vision. There's many ways to make this come to life, but like on my, you can't see this right now, but behind my laptop, I have a, um, I have two whiteboards. One says HBIC, which is head be in charge. And the other one says the boss lady. And those are very simple things, but I see that every day. This is what I'm telling myself every day. I'm the HBIC and I'm the boss lady and I will get there. Maybe not now, you know, I'm not managing a big PNL right now. I'm not managing a bunch of people, but eventually I will. And that's what I want to do with my life. And so the vision is the biggest piece, but also saying those kind words to yourself and having that confidence that you will get there. You just need a little bit of pushing over time. Um, that's kind of the best advice that I have. I'm, I'm a big words of affirmation person, so I have to tell myself constantly that I'll get there, it's gonna happen for me, um, and I encourage you to do the same. I, I really agree with that and love that because like, you know, sometimes, I think if you're super driven, right, sometimes you can realize like, not everyone's like this and some people are actually negative about that and they'll kind of put you down right so if you do start feeling like that and second guessing like oh like is this not is this too much am i being a little extra um keep telling yourself those positive messages i really agree with that too you don't have to like you know have it 
you know, like front and center on your office desk if you're in a public place, right. but by all means, have it as the background of your phone, have it as the background of your desktop. I totally love that idea and I think it's good. Yeah. You can even put a sticky note on your mirror in your bathroom, like in your apartment or your home or whatever. I've done that many times before too. There's so many mechanisms for, um, for how you can remind yourself every day that the path won't always be easy, but it will be worth it. Actually, on my kitchen, um, I have like this magnet, a notepad magnet, and I have this, um, it's kind of like a graph. It's something they, they showed us in business school when we first got here, and it's like some highs and some very low lows, and then all the way to the top, and that's the path to the C-suite. Because you have to expect that there are going to be so many low lows that you have to push past. Those are meant to teach you lessons on whether it's managing people or uh, financial distress. Whatever the lesson is to teach you, you have to know that that's coming. And so I always keep that there to remind myself that the bad times are coming and so are some really good times. I love that. And, you know, like, if you want to accomplish big things, I think the same thing that you can't, you're going to expect that it's going to just be easy breezy. Everyone would do it if, <laughs> if it was. You know that it's going to be hard. So just keep that positive mindset. Keep those reminders to yourself so that you can overcome it and go to the next step. So, I, I mean, honestly, I think I could pick your brain all day, Yasmina, but just, <laughs> just to wrap up, um, if someone you know, was sitting there right now and you were mentoring them and they're like, Yasmina, I don't know what to do. What's something that you could tell them or what piece of advice would you give them so they can get moving in the right direction today? I think really knowing what your priorities are in your life, um, it's going to look different for everybody, whether that's your family or, um, you know, making a lot of money or power or just happiness, travel, whatever it is, you shouldn't be embarrassed about it. If you want to make a lot of money and that's something that you really want to do, don't be embarrassed about that. You just need to own it. So you can write these things down. You can plot them out however you want to think about it. You need to know what your priorities are and then work from there. And then choose a career path that will fulfill most or all of your priorities. Thank you so much, Yasmina. I think um, I'm definitely inspired. I think that hopefully our audience will be super inspired from listening to this. But um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for being with us today on the Career Fluencer Podcast. I hope you're feeling inspired, energized, and maybe learned a thing or two as well. Hey, before we go, grab your phone and text CAREER to 33777. We wanted to make it super easy for y'all to not only connect with us, but to never worry about missing an episode. It's free to do and only takes you two seconds. So right now, text C-A-R-E-E-R career to 33777. And last thing, we'd love your support to help us grow our career freelancer community, continue this podcast and inspire more people. So make sure to hit subscribe and rate our podcast. Then Tell your network about us and tag us on social at CareerFluencer so we can thank you. That's all for now. Once again, this is your host, Cynthia Heisch. Stay tuned and I'll see y'all next time on the CareerFluencer podcast.